Hello, everybody. I'm Mike, and this is a Speculate bonus episode. Today, it's just me, and I'm going to be talking about both the official Star Wars role-playing games that have been published over the years, as well as a handful of unofficial games that are designed to be Star Wars games and have a few different specialties. And this is inspired by um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor coming out recently and kind of this recent spate of Star Wars TV shows from The Mandalorian to Andor and the kind of the expansion and the broadening of what gets to be Star Wars in this new kind of Disney paradigm. And because I'm somebody who really loves Star Wars and have been playing Star Wars RPGs since, I don't know, I was probably 12 or 13, maybe 14 when I first played the first game that we're going to talk about. And I have played a bunch of different games to play Star Wars um, up until and including in the last year uh, year or two where I played, uh, had a campaign that switched from one of these systems to another of these systems. So it's something that's been on my mind. It seemed like a fun topic for a bonus episode. And for patrons, you are going to get the whole conversation and we're going to have a preview. Uh, partial part uh, of this is going to go into the public feed. So for the benefit of folks who are in the public feed, let's go ahead and get started. With all of these, I'm going to try and do my best to give some information about the credited developers and tell you my experience with the system from when I've played it or my understanding of the system for the games that I haven't played directly. I'm going to try and let you know which one is which so you know where I'm coming from. So the probably the best known Star Wars RPG until the last seven to ten years was the very first one. So West End Games published a Star Wars RPG first in 1987 then 1992. In the 1996 was the revised and expanded edition, which is what I played. And then in 2018, there was an anniversary edition. I could have sworn that I owned the revised and expanded hardcover because I had picked it up from like, you know, eBay or something, but I cannot find it right now. And so instead, I'm going to give you this picture right over here. This is the cover of the version that I played. So it it feels the, like the very iconic Star Wars RPG system cover to me. The credited developer here is Greg Kostikian, and this game uses D6 dice pools where you'd have an attribute, and then you'd have your skill, and there were a whole bunch of different skills, and the attribute had a die rating, and the skill had a die rating. And so if you were going to shoot a blaster, you would take like dexterity or agility, whichever that was, and then your blaster skill. Four over here and two here, and then I'm going to roll six dice. This had exploding dice, so anytime you rolled a six, you would take a new die and uh, roll it and add it to your total as well. You would take the total result of all the dice, and that was your result. With exploding dice, your results were theoretically infinite, and so it had this big swingy capacity that it would do. This game had a ton of supplements. Uh, when I looked for a list, the the uh, the information that I got said that there were about 140 four zero supplements for this um, Star Wars role playing game, and this was all in the expanded use um, expanded universe continuity. A big chunk of this time when stuff was being when the, this game was being published, there were 
Star Wars novels and there were comics, but there weren't new movies um, except for the Ewok movies that most people ignore for reasons that are debatable and that's outside the scope of this conversation. In this system, Jedi had their whole like all, their own whole subsystem where you had control, sense, and alter were like the three attributes of force skills, and then you gained a bunch of stuff under them. And that meant that anybody who was learning force stuff had a huge um, XP sink that they could put stuff into, but those force powers were incredibly potent. The game had a couple of ways of kind of boosting your result. So you could spend a character point, which is like XP, but it had this fungible use. And when you spent a character point, you would add an extra die to your roll. And you could spend a force point. Force points were much more rare. And this was something that anybody could do, including characters that were not quote-unquote force sensitive. And that would double all skills, attributes, and special ability dice that you had for your role, but not dice from like gear or like your vehicle or something. So if you had a really important role and you had done everything you could to boost your number of dice, and then you spent a force point, you could go from having like seven or eight dice to six, you know, to 14 or 16 dice. And again, this is a system where you roll all of the dice and you add everything up and that is your total. So the force points made a big difference in playing. Characters in this started out very low power. I would say that a starting character was probably about where like Luke Skywalker is, not where Leia is, not where Han Solo or Chewie are. So these are like very basic kind of low-level operators. And the tone of the West End Star Wars games as I played it was very much like Edge of the Empire play around the uh, like around the outskirts bum around in the outer rim stuff as opposed to a game where you're going to be like taking on Darth Vader within the scope of the campaign maybe in a really long campaign you would get that and certainly people would have done things like that but this game uh, the first of the set um, of kind of official Star Wars RPGs it felt like it was trying to keep the focus tight and low in the space like space western to space opera uh, range that star wars has it was going to stay toward the the space western you know smugglers and folks who are down on their luck like the force user um, archetypes that you could have were because this was set during the rebellion era you know the the films four through six you couldn't just be a jedi jedi you could be maybe a Force-sensitive person who hadn't been picked up by the Empire, or you could be like a, a failed or fallen Jedi. Um, not necessarily fall into the dark side, but like you failed the Jedi trials or whatever, and so you've been lying low. Then in 2000, Wizards of the Coast, the people who do D&D, made the, Star, the new Star Wars RPG. They got the license, and they made four editions. The first three are more similar to one another, and then the fourth edition is different, and I'm going to talk about it on its own. So these are this one. So this is one of these Watsi editions. I think this is revised core U real. So this is going to be like the 2000. This is the 2002 book. I don't have the 2007 book and then the 2000 or 2007 book. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, so I guess it's two editions and then the saga edition, which is next. So this edition uses this D&D 3.0 D20 original Watsi OGL base. 
with some modifications because it's Watsy making it. And so they don't have to like use the OGL thing. They're just making a game. The credit developers here are Bill Slavisek, Andy Collins, and JD Weicker. This had, I think, three or four different force user class options. It was still in the EU continuity. And this these were released as the prequels were coming out, right? Phantom Menace in 99, Star Wars RPG in 2000. And this RPG came along with a big wave of, you know, here's a TCG and here's miniatures battles and here's board games and just a huge merchandising push for the new for the new games. I played in, I'd say, two or three campaigns of this Star Wars RPG and I ran one of them. The the one that I ran, I did I was basically doing the 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 sequel trilogy. So it was episode seven, eight, and nine, but I only got to the middle of episode eight before the campaign fell apart. But that was fun. The system plays very much like a 3.0 game. So if you're used to DD5 as your version of DD that's familiar, the 3.0 and 3.x games, 3.5 or whatever, depending on how you're talking about it, they had a lot more like plus one here, plus two there, a lot of extra fiddly bits, a long skill a list of different skills that you could have. Force users in this game got lightsabers from the beginning, but they didn't get to build their lightsaber until later on. And then force powers were like class features and special feats and things like that. This is definitely one of the games where it was easy for a Jedi character to feel like they were overshadowing other characters just because of how powerful force stuff is. And then the third or the this last edition of the Watsi games is was called Saga Edition. And this one came out in 2007 and it is credited to Owen Casey Stevens, Rodney Thompson and Chris Perkins. This game kind of straddles between D&D 3rd edition and D&D 4th edition. It had an emphasis on miniatures and battle maps to kind of help sell minis and and do this. Like it was kind of in around when D&D was trying to resurrect chainmail as a game and like do what WizKids had been doing and sell a bunch of plastic miniatures in addition. It was released after the quote-unquote whole saga was released after 4, 5, and 6, and then 1, 2, and 3, because at the time, there were no plans to do the sequel trilogy. Not That was a, a Disney-era thing. This is all still pre-Disney. Like I said, this is a kind of a, a middle ground between D&D 3rd edition and 4th edition. It had wounds and vitality instead of hit points. There were only five classes. Instead of making saving throws, you had like your fortitude defense and your will defense, and those were things that people would attack. You had, instead of skill points that you gained every level and you put one skill point here, one skill point there, and you'd have a skill point cap, like in 3rd edition, you had trained skills and untrained skills. And that's more similar to 4th edition and 5th edition. And then there was just one use the force skill. And then you'd have a bunch of like talents and feats that would give you additional ways to utilize the use the force or didn't require roles. This one, I think I played in one campaign of. It was inspired by Knights of the Old Republic 2. So this is after Kodor 1 and Kodor 2 had come out, if I'm remembering my timeline. And then after the Saga edition, there is a bit of a gap. And then starting in 2012, the license moves over to West End Games, who published not one, but three core books. This is interesting because these Fantasy Flight games that are now published by Edge Studio, which is an Asmodee subsidiary, 
there's three different core books, each representing a different perspective on the Rebellion era. So the first one is Edge of Empire. This is the first one that was released, and it's probably the one that most people know. In Edge of Empire, you are assumed to be scoundrels on the Galactic Rim or the Outer Rim. You are kind of playing around the edges, more similar to the West End Games version. In this, you had a stat that was your obligation. So it might be a debt to a crime lord. You might be hunted by a bounty hunter. You might like want to get revenge on somebody. And there was a system in here where the GM would add up all the value of the obligation um, from the party and go, okay, 0 to 15 is um, Gar's debt. Uh, 16 to 30 or 16 to 45 is this guy's ship breaking down and they're basically you'd assign it by character. And then at the start of the um, every session, the GM would roll a percentile dice. And if the result was equal to or under the total amount of the obligation that the, the party had, somebody's obligation was going to come into the forefront in that session. This is an interesting way of doing spotlighting. I think if I was going to run this now, I would do that roll at the end of the previous session to help me with prep because it puts a big cognitive load on the GM to go, okay, I know that I need to be able to integrate every different character, every different character's obligation in any given session and make it a big enough deal that it feels like it is weighing on the characters. It's pressing on the characters. So the second of the West End games is Age of Rebellion, this one here. And in this, you are assumed to be kind of rebel scum. This is, you know, Leia and Luke, right? We've got, we, we got the iconics on the cover that tell you what you're up to. In this, you are assumed to be playing as rebels or the Empire. And so if you want to be like a TIE squadron, this is the, the book that you would go to. And it, of course, focuses on that conflict between the rebellion to restore the, um, the Galactic Republic slash the rebels, you know, there's like three different names, right? Rebel Alliance and the Galactic Empire. You're not going to get force users in here, however, because that's the third one, force and destiny. And so if you want a straight up force using archetype to play from the beginning, you're going to want to look at force and destiny. Each of these three has their own unique mechanics, um, which is pretty cool. I've only gotten to play Edge of Empire and we played, I would say a half dozen to seven sessions before we decided to switch systems. And for patrons, uh, hang on just a few moments, and I will tell you why and give some advice on my perspective on why you might use any of these official games that I've talked about. And I will talk about four unofficial Star Wars RPGs that I also think are worth checking out if you are looking at running a Star Wars campaign and you want to figure out which system to use. The theme music for Speculate is Yellow Wood by Greg's band, The Road. Find out more at www.thebandtheroad.com.
Hi everyone. If you've enjoyed what we've been doing here on Speculate and you've been thinking to yourself, where can I get more role-playing in my life? Can I recommend arvaneleron.com, A-R-V-A-N-E-L-E-R-O-N.com, where you can check out the Curse of Strahd podcast. This, set in the world of Ravenloft, is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition campaign, which has been running for a long time with a similar group of players, and which has been both a lot of fun and I think you will find enjoyable. If you like it, please let us know both there and over here. You can subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play Podcasts, and many other fine podcast providers. Thanks, and we'll see you over there.